everybody get ready for Foodie and the Beast with David and Nikki Nellis. A foodie born and bred, my wife Nikki loves chatting up chefs, dining out, and insider industry buzz. And my husband David thinks a great meal is nothing but a good burger, a frosty brew, and a check for under $20. Because he is cheap. Well, maybe so, but foodie married beast anyway. And together we've got the food and wine variety show that has everyone talking. It's Foodie and the Beast, and we are on now. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Foodie and the Beast with David and Nikki Nellis on a gorgeous but rainless, again, Sunday here in D.C. Uh, Nikki and I attended the uh, Human Rights Campaign's uh, annual gala last night. If you don't know the name Alfonso David, you're you're gonna. He is the new head of the HRC. The executive director. Well, he's the man, and mm-hmm. he is. Um, he's got an agenda for broadening their their activities across the country. They're going to be opening offices in L.A. and New York. And uh, the gala last night was unbelievable. But more importantly, at the gala last night, one of the live auction items was a Chefs for a Quality table helmed by Patrick O'Connell. It was going for $20,000, and the bidding went all the way up to $35,000. It was the biggest ticket of the evening. So we are so thrilled and all the tables at Chefs for Equality this year on October 22nd are sold out. Yay! That doesn't mean you can't come. You can still get tickets. No, tickets are still available. You ain't sitting at any of those tables, no. that's for sure. All and right, so excited. we've got a great show today. Uh, uh, Knightsbridge Group CEO Ashok Bajaj is back. Sounds got- like you're tripping over your words. No, I'm not. Sounds like if you would be quiet, I could get into okay. the show. My God. Is anybody else out there married? Help. Okay. okay. So uh, we've got breaking news. His, uh, he's about to open Annabelle in a couple of uh, weeks or months. We're about, not sure. Six, yeah. weeks. Yeah. six weeks. And his new executive chef for this brand new restaurant is none other than the celebrated chef, Frank Ruda, who's Yay, here with us Frank. as well. And Welcome he's brought in some studio. beautiful food. Uh, we also have Rebecca Dion. She's the marketing director for Flower Child Restaurant. I think we had them on when they first opened. It's a in the DC market. It's it's healthy food, healthy healthy bases, vegan or, or vegetarian bases, and and all organic stuff. It's delicious. We eat there in Wildwood all the time. Mm-hmm. Scott Harris is in with us. Scott is the well, back and his wife Becky back in. Yeah, he was. We had you on years ago when they first started. They were also uh, in like a year ago. Catoctin Distilleries. Can I get through this? My God. Anyways, I think I called it Fakakta back then, but it's Catoctin. <laughs> and uh, they've got a great partnership with um, with Wolfgang Puck and his new restaurant, Cut. And um, uh, Evan Moore with Puck is in. They're going to talk about that as well. Uh, it's kind of NRG day. We've got uh, Chef uh, Jonathan Collins in. Neighborhood restaurant group for the uninitiated. Well, they listen enough, so they okay. must know NRG. But Jonathan is the executive chef at Owen's Ordinary in Pike and Rose, uh, right near us, and we eat there often. And he's in with details about his new menu. And the man is back in, Greg Engert. Snallygaster's coming back to D.C. It's the beastliest beer festival ever. I feel like it should be ever. like Snallygaster, right? Sna- like, come a on, rock it out. A sna- well, I'm, I'm unfazed by monsters, but a Snallygaster okay. is, a, is a monster, isn't it? It it's is. It's a yeah. dragon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But this is a great beer and, and a craft beer and food festival that happens every year. every year. And Greg is going to tell us all about it. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know what? Before we get into the show, let's go to Mitch Berliner at Central Farm Markets and find out what is going on there. Are you there, Mitchell? I am indeed. Ooh, it is a gorgeous day. It is crowded. First and foremost, I want to wish you and all the listeners of the Jewish peoplehood a happy and a healthy New Year. Happy Rosh Hashanah, baby. Thank you. And we've got 2020 of Rosh Hashanah 
cakes and honey and 20 varieties of apples at all our markets. And today at Nova is our annual health and wellness. By the way, you might be able to hear we have a fantastic jazz band uh, here today. We always have live music at our markets. Mm -hmm. And at Nova, we have our health and wellness, kids' activities, chef demos, activities and prizes for pets and people. Right, but uh, tell us what's going on there. You have a whole event going on there today. Right, indeedy. So we've got uh, people who actually came down from New York who are experts in diabetes and diabetes uh, detection and prevention, and we have activities for kids. We have a chef demo with our Jeff, Chef Jonathan, who always teaches how to make local, healthy, easy things to make that are seasonal. And um, so we've got free food. And another Wait, thing did you say free food? I mean, David will be there in two minutes. Wait, yeah. uh, uh, the show's over. Right. <laughs> he's, well, right, he's okay. going. Well, we, we'll deliver. Mm-hmm. And another thing I want to tell you that we're super proud of that we're doing at all our markets is um, we're trying to reduce plastic. So Great. we are giving out $1,500 um, this weekend and next of reusable, organic, washable bags. So people can, instead of getting plastic, they can use the bag over and over again. And we're giving them out today and next weekend at all our markets. Is that for the so vendors can, as know. well? Because, you know, sometimes when you go to a farmer's market, the vendors put their products in plastic bags. So are you working with your vendors to make sure that they lessen their plastic use? Yes. As a matter of fact, some of them, um, within the next couple of weeks, we're going to have stacks so people can, like, buy it at virtually cost. So when they come up and say, you know, I would like, uh, you know, a single lettuce, like Rob from Young Harvest, who's at both Nova, Pike Central, and Bethesda Central, uh, who's got the beautiful lettuces, he's going to offer you the opportunity to buy a bag, and you can use it over and over and over again forever instead of a plastic bag each and every time it comes. Excellent. We're really working on reducing that. All right. Tell everybody where the markets are. Okay, we'll do. And we'll also see meat crafters at the um, HRC event on October 22nd. Great. So meat crafters will be participating. It is the best party in town. Anyway, so please visit us at Central Farm Markets. We have three locations, Saturday at Pike and Rose on the REI parking lot. We are also in downtown Bethesda on the Bethesda Elementary School year-round um, on Sundays and our other year-round market. On the in the Nova, Northern Virginia, on the parking lot of the George D. Marshall High School. So come visit us. Find out more at centralfarmmarkets.com and happy and a healthy. All right. Thanks, buddy. Thanks, Mitch. Have a good holiday. Thank you. Greg Engert, step up to that microphone. So you you and Neighborhood Restaurant Group almost single-handedly, kind of single-handedly, made craft beer a thing here in D.C. when you opened... You know, Birch and that's Barley. That's very kind of you to say. It's, it really happened. True. And you ended up on the cover of Food and Wine, didn't you? Look at not you, on son. Not the cover. Not, weren't you? <laughs> David just makes it up. Weren't you on the cover? That was a long time ago. I don't know. Weren't you? Oh, you were centerfold. That's yeah, what. That's right. Yeah. But I mean, you know, b- beer was like Budweiser back in the day, and suddenly craft beer became it the got, thing. It got cool. Yeah. And you're the poster boy for craft beer. I like beer. to think that we were doing it before it was cool. You made it cool. You made it cool. Yeah. Churchkey's going to be. 10 years old in like three weeks. 
just crazy to right, think. We're yeah. in its 10th year, yeah. right? I know, yeah. It's amazing. It's all in step. And Catoctin Creek is 10 years old, too. So right. It's pretty cool. But I think 10 year olds in our I think studio. it is all part of, uh, you know, a revolution in, in drinking that happened in D.C. kind of at the same time. I mean, I always think about the fact that there's a slipstream that uh, purveys amazing coffee right next door to Church Key, mm-hmm. um, including Madcap from Michigan. Really great. Back when we opened Church Key, no one cared about coffee in D.C. Right. Either. You it, know? Was so just it was just starting. Just starting. Everything was kind of the pun, but it was like just starting to percolate. So it's been a good you decade. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, so. so, but let's talk about like how it's evolved. Now, here we are 10 years later and you've created beer programs in almost all the neighborhood restaurant group concepts. Yep. Um, but giving each one something different. Right. So that has been what's been so amazing about it. I mean, first, our goal is just to make sure that people didn't have to drink fizzy yellow alternatives like alternatives. Budweiser and Miller and Coors <laughs> and things like that. Um, and thankfully, craft beer has become ubiquitous. You can find great craft beers that you actually want to drink everywhere now. So that's been amazing. And now it's led us to get kind of even geekier. So at a place like at the Sovereign down in Georgetown, we can focus not just on Belgian beer, but on Belgian brewers that most people have never heard of mm-hmm. that we bring over specifically. In fact, the beer that you're drinking right now is called not Intense yet, Red. Not right now. Yeah, you're, okay. not, you're not gonna like it, David. But um, it's, it's as much like wine as it is like beer. It's called Intense Red. Um, it's this right here from Dre Fontanen, a really tiny blender and brewer of spontaneously fermented beer right outside of Brussels. Um, about 40% of this beer is made with Polish cherries, mm-hmm. aged for two years in oak. Um, really, really amazing. And there's about 150 cases of this in the U.S., and we get a lion share. All right, I'm going to give you my input when we come back to you. And we'll talk, I want to talk about <laughs> Snallygaster, too, if I can unpucker well, we'll my get, lips. He's got... Three more segments. We'll get to Snallygaster. God help us. Okay. okay. So this man was the Restaurant Association of Metropolitan Washington Restaurateur of the Year a couple of years ago, the Duke Zebert Award winner. He's Ashok Bajaj. He's CEO of the Knightsbridge Group of Spectacular Restaurants, and he's opening up another one in the old Nora space, and he's got Frank Ruta in the kitchen. How much better could that be? Well, it was just announced, so it's kind of news that uh, news. Frank Ruta is going to be in the kitchen. But Ashok, you are taking over the old Nora space, um, which is sort of this hallowed sort of, ground, right? You yeah. know, everybody in the city was like, "What's going to happen when Nora closed?" So, tell us a little bit about how that happened. Right. So, when Nora's building came uh, for sale, and she was looking for somebody she likes to sell the building. Mm-hmm. And uh, I approached her and I said, okay, I want to open Okay, and let's be fair. Like, I love Nora, but she doesn't like anybody. <laughs> She's a tough chick. <laughs> she, she held my like hand. She's one, a tough wait, wait, chick. wait. When she was on the show, she held my right, hand. Right, she so. liked David. Well, she, well, okay, <laughs> she liked that. David She looks like older gentlemen. <laughs> <You're right. laughs> she likes, that makes two of us, right? right. <laughs> um, so it's an iconic building and she was the first chef to be having, you know, organic restaurant in the mm-hmm. country. And 39 years is, is a long time in the restaurant. And um, so after buying the building, I mean, so now, you know, I was looking for a chef. Well, can I just back up a little yeah. bit? I mean, first of all, not a lot of restaurateurs get the opportunity, especially in D.C. these days, to buy a building. Mm-hmm. You know, most of the time we're talking rent. Right. So it's a totally different experience when mm-hmm. you're buying the building. Did right. you have to gut it? Well, thought was not to get the building, but once I got in the building, right. lots <laughs> of surprises. A lot of surprises, and mm-hmm. obviously, you know, it has to be brought 
up to code. So it has to be gutted. Mm -hmm. And then when you were coming up with the concept, yes. How did you, did you find Frank first or did you come up with your concept first? No, concept was I wanted to follow to some extent in her footstep because, okay. um, you know, organic food. Don't you want to know as, what that is much first as before I you put it in your I mouth? I don't care. Frank you know, so you made don't it, even know what you're doing. You're like making it up as you go Frank. along. I don't know. Why don't you let Frank okay. talk so, and then you can find out. So I wanted to do, you know, keep in the same veins, mm -hmm. that, you know, seasonal, organic um American food. Mm -hmm. So that was my concept. Then I was looking for a chef, and um, uh, and and then you know Frank was nowhere in the picture those days, and um, and he and then as I but you must have known each other. Oh yeah, right? we've known each other for many years. We've been right? wanting to work together for 10, 15 years. Mm -hmm. I asked him to come many times. I you know I'll lure him to have lunch with me or dinner with me. I said, come on, join the group. You know, we tried to get Frank to room with us for a while. <laughs> Just, he was he very that, reticent to, to commit. All right. Well, you know what? Why don't we take a quick break now? When we come back, we'll talk to Frank. He brought all this fabulous food, dishes that are going to be appearing on the Annabelle menu. Um, we'll find out what that's going to look like when we get back. This is David and Nikki Nellis. It's Foodie and the Beast. We'll be back in a sec. All right. We're back on Foodie and the Beast with David and Nikki Nellis. We're talking to Ashok Bajaj, the CEO of Knightsbridge Group, about Annabelle, the new restaurant opening up in the old restaurant Nora Space, and Frank Ruda, his <laughs> chef. He snared a big one. Frank, <laughs> we just had a taste of this. Chicken liver. Chicken liver. You think, well, chicken liver. This is heaven. Okay. Right. It's like a chicken liver mousse almost. Not quite as maybe as rich or as homey as a chicken liver. Mm-hmm. Pretty good. Chopped so chicken liver. When you and Ashok finally decided to partner up on this concept, I mean you have a long history in the city with Polina and being in other places and, and you're you're known for your um really unique menus. How did you two collaborate on what you wanted to do for Annabelle? Like, how did you want to differentiate what you've been doing to what you're doing now? Uh, I, I, this, we had a lot of discussion about it. We talked for, I don't know how many times, maybe six, eight, ten times over a period of a couple of weeks. Uh -huh. It wasn't for sure that I may be going to Annabelle. We're just going to work together on a project. Mm -hmm. um, I think the further we got along in the dialogue, it seemed like Annabelle would be a good fit for what he wanted to do and how I like to cook, I think. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's always been it's something where we always, you know, buy locally. There's like a lot of good chefs in the city right now. Um, we just like to show off the ingredients. That we're, we're very fortunate to be in this area, so we like to show off those ingredients. Prepare them rather simply. That's, I mean, the, the things we do are always straight, pretty straightforward and clean. So, mm -hmm. Well, you're an interesting guy as a, because a lot of chefs seek the limelight and try and talk about their food. You've always let your food do your talking for you, and it is spectacular. Yeah, I mean, I feel a little more comfortable being behind the scenes. Yes. Right. <laughs> so you have put on the radio You're today, Frank? <laughs> well, don't tell him he's been taped. Right. <laughs> so um, tell us. So we tell us about some of the things that we have here in studio today and what people can expect to see on the menu. So the the one dish is a, kind of like an autumn salad. So we have most of the things we have in season now: butternut squash. Mm -hmm. We have honey crisp apples. We have beets. Um, and I put it together with something. I always like something a little bit rich. Um, you know, burrata is always Right now on the menus, but it always seems to be. I'm burrattoed out. Yeah, I'm so burrattoed out. I think that when that first came in, when the I first. I mean, that's a first world problem. Frank, I, I always say it. Hakuna burrata. <laughs> that's what I say. No, I feel the same way. I mean, it's delicious, and I think that it does have use, but every now and then it just seems to be too much. So mm -hmm. I have an avocado bavaroise with it and a quinoa jelly on top. A what a what a what a? What was that? So avocado bavaroise. So it's like mm -hmm. kind of like a mousse. Mm. So it's avocado and a little bit of whipped cream. It kind of richens it up a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, and then a quinoa jelly on top. I think someone top. should try it, don't you, yeah, Frank? Yeah, I think stunning. you should dig in. Goodbye. It's really beautiful. And then quinoa so 
crisps just to give it some texture. Mm-hmm. Um, and will you be doing out. lunch and dinner or just dinner? No, we'll just be opening in the evening. And maybe down the line, we probably will open Sunday, you mm-hmm. know, it's because it's in the neighborhood of Calorama and Dupont yes. Circle. We want to make, have it like a family day at the Annabelle. Mm-hmm. Are you reinvigorating the garden that was outside? Well, we're going to have outdoor seating. Oh, she didn't have outdoor seating. No, she did not have outdoor oh, seating. Oh, fabulous. It requires a lot of work. I guess she wasn't willing to do it. Right. But we're applying for permits and all that. Excellent. So, yeah. We're going to have, you know, seasonal outdoor patio. And, um, Frank, what's the thing that you're most excited about with the restaurant? I mean, I, I'm really excited. I love the fact of being in a neighborhood. I, I like the fact that it's the setting of it, being in, a ho- in an old home, um, mm-hmm. in, a, in a really unique, I think, neighborhood. Washington has so many neighborhoods like that. When we were in Cleveland Park, it was the same thing. Ashok is still up there with his two restaurants. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that part of Sababa it is... Sababa and... Bindas. 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 Yeah. Right. I love Sababa. Well, it's sort of like going back to your roots with Talina, right? right? We, we kind of embrace that. We like to be able to work from the neighborhood out, mm-hmm. and we kind of embrace, you know, that we can get to maybe get to know people, have some regulars, um, see familiar faces. They get to know us. Um, I think that's one of the most exciting things about it. Um, it's also one of the most challenging because, you know, being in a neighborhood, you can have people that might have their taste set, so you kind of have to... Yeah, I don't think you have them any problem. Manage You're going to be fine. Can we talk about one thing that's the important? Burger. Because the one thing that has followed you everywhere is that awesome burger. It is. And as much as this chicken liver and lobster is delicious, it would have been great to have the burger, Frank. Oh, my God. Right. That He's burger is. So, you know, that's, embarrassing. A, that's another thing that came up all the time with the, in the conversations with Ashok. What about the burger? What about the burger? You know, not being open for lunch, it just seems like it was better for a lunch thing. But we are going to have a bar. Um, and at the bar, hopefully, we have be an attraction of its own. So we'll have a bar, a bar menu. That's probably where the chicken, li- the chicken liver spread will land. Um, mm-hmm. And we'll probably put a burger on there. It won't be a full size burger. It won't be a slider because there are another thing that's kind of played out. But it'll be something in between. In between, yeah. We'll yeah. have to have you on for another show where we can talk about dishes that have like passed their prime. Yeah. Like it's time to move on, right? <laughs> right. Um, um, so every time, I mean, the, the plain of burger, yeah, was people loved it, and they loved the roast chicken there. They loved yeah. the consomme. I mean, these things may pop up from time to time. The burger may be, uh, they all may be different um, examples of what they were, iterations of what they were at Palena, but um, it, I think the core of it will stay the same. The thing about the burger at Palena, we loved doing all parts of that. We loved making the mayonnaise. We loved grinding the meat. We loved making the so burger. <laughs> if we had had a so cow out back, we could have made the cheese ourselves, but we didn't really do that. So, you know, we had everything out, the pickles, so that, that, I think the Annabelle will kind of have that same kind of uh, mindset. Yeah, and going into right. it, you know. Well, let's make sure everybody knows the address at Annabelle and can look forward to the opening at some, you know. Hopefully in November. In right? November. That's what we're yeah, looking for? Good. November? So, give them the address. The so 2132 Florida Avenue, mm-hmm. Northwest. Right off Connecticut Avenue. Right, right. off Connecticut Avenue. Thank you both for coming Avenue. in, and thank yes. you thank for Thank you. Thank you for having us. Great. Great. Greg, we're going to come back to you quickly because we have um, – uh, somebody on the phone waiting for us. But I do want to say, by the way, there's nothing wrong with the burger at Partisan either. Now, having said that, having said that I'm a kind of sewer of burgers. Tell, 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 give us the 411 on Snallygaster. So Snallygaster is in its eighth year now. It's uh, down on Pennsylvania Avenue, um, October 12th, Saturday. Mm-hmm. Um, it starts at 2 p.m. and it goes to 6 p.m. We've changed it this year, so it's... $50 unlimited tasting, right. 400 different beers from 125 different brewers, 
um, coming to us from all over the globe. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is the so biggest... in years past, you used to get a ticket, mm-hmm. and then you would buy like ticket, more tickets yeah, yeah, for pay the as you beers, go. right? Yeah. So but we this simplified year you decided it. like, no, we're not yeah. going to do that anymore. No, it's one price, and you can drink as much as you'd like from all these in tasting size pours mm-hmm. um, throughout the day. And was... then can you buy beer, or like, is there any other... Like, do you buy things? Like, yeah. So, in addition to the beer, it's not just a beer festival at all. Right. We have live music all day. We have Shop Made in DC coming in and doing a retail, um, uh, a retail like showcase of DC makers. So, there's mm-hmm. gonna be amazing things to buy. We're gonna have Sally Gaster merchandise, great food vendors. So, mm-hmm. um, Hot Lola's and Buffalo and Bergen, Taco Bamba, things like that. They're gonna be, be there. there. Serving food right, as well. What are you going to pour next? And then we'll get into more of the people who are, because I want to hear about the music a little sure, bit Sure, sure, sure. So next I'm going to pour um, a triple IPA mm-hmm. um, from other half brewing company out of New York City. Cool. All right, great. Well, while you're doing that, we're going to get on to our guest on we're the phone. We're going to talk to Rebecca Dye. Rebecca, are you on the phone? I sure am. Hi, how morning, are you? Morning, Rebecca. How are you? Thanks for joining us this yes. morning. So Rebecca yeah, is, thanks, is... thanks for having me. She's blessed by the fates to be the marketing director for a great restaurant group <laughs> called Flower Child. Um, we had the right. folks from Flower Child on, uh, really, right when they opened up in, in D.C. Yeah. No, not at Wildwood. It was when they opened up originally in the D.C. market, um, because the Wildwood property mm-hmm. is new from this summer. But tell us, a li- for those who That's haven't right. had the opportunity to go yet, tell us a little bit about the concept. Yeah, so Flower Child is um, what we would like to call healthy food for a happy world. So it's this wonderful place where you can come in and feel good about what you're eating um, everything is designed to be healthier. Um, so when you walk in, it's a bright, vibrant environment with just, you know, the hospitality that Fox Restaurant Concepts is known for. Mm-hmm. Um, Flower Child is very plant-based, so we're designed to be plant-based, but we don't stop there. So we source um, sustainable protein so your vegan friends can sit down with their steak-loving friends and everybody can be happy. Well, so how do you balance that with the... Yeah. The offering, because, you know, it's really fascinating what's happened um, mm-hmm. in food trends, especially fast casual food trends, with the option yeah. for more vegan, vegetarian options. I mean, did you want to go, did the concept, was the concept originally to go for those markets, but then add the protein for the other markets? Like, how did you, how do you find the balance with that? Yeah, it's, it's a great question. The concept was always set up to let people customize to their own dietary needs. So mm-hmm. in a lot of concepts, you'll see it's, you know, protein-based, and then you take the protein away. Ours is actually a lot of it is vegan or vegetarian-based, and then you add the protein in if you desire. So what we've learned, and we've talked to many, many of our guests, is that everybody wants to do healthy in the way that works the best for them. Mm-hmm. So we highly, highly encourage everybody to customize. You can add a protein. You can take away the avocado. You can add extra avocado. You can do really whatever you need to do to make it work for your dietary needs. Well, what's also interesting about the concept is that unlike, it's not like, um, you know, where you go down the line, you're like, put this in, put that in, put this in. Yeah. You have a set menu um, yeah. that's actually cooked, right? Like you can get things that it's not just yeah. salads. I think I, I, I feel like the name flower child is a little, you're not really sure. Is it reminds just me of my youth. Yeah. Well, it reminds him of his youth, but, <laughs> um, but do you know what I mean? Like it's not just salads. It's, it's really composed dishes. No, it's absolutely composed dishes. It's, we have entrees, we have bowls and the bowls are all, you know, warm and delicious and satisfying. So 
Yeah, the, the name Flower Child is actually to hearken kind of the freedom and the, um, the happiness in which we've designed the concept. Um, and it's absolutely not kind of the assembly line, put everything together. It is a full scratch kitchen. We have a full service kitchen smashed inside a tiny little space and mm-hmm. our chefs are amazing at what they do. So everything is made to order exactly when you order it. So there's no kind of scooping and, and assembling. It's truly a composed full dish for I'm you. I'm trying to remember. The first time we were there, did I have spaghetti squash? Do I remember yes, that correctly? You did. That was yummy. Yes. David and, is and a I, And I have to tell you, well, here's the thing about, because I'm, I'm, the show's called Foodie and the Beast for a reason. But one of my yeah. sort of, com- not complaints, my problems with kind of vegan and vegetarian based and this, all that stuff is that the, 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 Portions aren't really enough to, you know, I want to go eat something else when I'm done. Not there. I mean, sure. we, you know, we're, the Wildwood is about yeah. five blocks from our house and we're there a lot. And that, I mean, that spaghetti squash filled me up. It was great. <laughs> I loved it. And it was good for me. Yeah. Half of our daughter's I won't friends die yet, work there. Thanks to you. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so, but yeah. you guys are really taking over the DC market. Can we talk about where else you're opening? Yeah, absolutely. So we have locations in D.C. on Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. Um, as you mentioned, we opened in Wildwood this summer in July. Mm-hmm. Another location in Rockville that opened um, last year. And then in about two weeks, we're opening up in McLean at Tyson's Corner. Oh, wow. Boy, oh, boy. So that'll, oh, boy. Be our, yeah, that'll be our fourth flower child. Um, we're really excited. The, the market's just been great. What we have found is that it's less about, and I'm sure you hear this from all of your restaurant concepts and all of you know, everyone in marketing says this. It's less about what people look like on paper and their demographics, and it's more about how they feel and their attitudes. Mm-hmm. And we found that people in this area, in the DMV area, just really want a healthier option where they can still feel like they're getting satisfying, tasty, delicious food. No, I think and that's really been, been that's really true success. of DC, yeah. especially as a market, mm-hmm. because. Um, they're eaters. People like to eat, but they want to feel, yeah. yes. but it's also a very healthy market. I mean, if you saw all the workout concepts yes. that are here, it's massive. Uh, yeah. Um, so there is, is a real yeah. health conscious here, but people don't mm-hmm. want to be hungry. And they also like right. to drink. Right. I mean, yeah. a lot. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. And we, we do offer uh, wine and local beers. So mm-hmm. we, we've got you there as well. <laughs> Great. Well, listen, Rebecca, we yeah. really appreciate your time this morning. Tell everybody where they can find out more information about Flower Child. Yeah, you can go to our website, which is www.iamaflowerchild.com because we want everybody to be a flower child in their own way. Mm-hmm. And then be on the lookout for us opening. We are opening October 15th um, in Tyson's Corner. Fantastic. So come visit either Rockville, Bethesda, or D.C., or soon to be Tyson's Corner. Terrific. Thank you, Rebecca. Thanks so much. This is Nikki Nellis with, and David Nellis, I guess. Oh, thanks a lot. With Foodie and the Beast. We'll be back in just a sec. All right, we're back on Foodie and the Beast with David and Nikki Nellis. Mm-hmm. Let's go back to our friend Greg Engert and talk a little more Snallygaster. So there's going to be music. How uh, many stages? There's two stages. Mm-hmm. We'll have um, Rare Essence, which is a classic go-go band. They've played with us for the past four years. The Pie Tasters, which is a, a DC soul and ska band. Um, White Ford Bronco is going to be there as well. And then mm-hmm. we're going to have DJs um, alternating in between those sets. Cool. So what about the, band. I heard the Virgin Rubber Band was re, uh, joining he doesn't up know, Nobody knows who that is. <laughs> that was my famous band from college. Yep. He don't had you, one gig. Don't you have our album? Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so it's it's so much more than just beer, which is amazing. And, and the setting is uh, incredible. It took us... Six years to get the city to let us bring this festival to Pennsylvania Avenue. So the Capitol building is the backdrop. It's so fabulous. Um, Mid-October, so the weather is typically really 
uh, kind. And um, yeah, it's going to be a great day. And so do you guys have any sort of um, like activations for kids or stuff like that? Because we I do. remember one year you did. Do you still? Yeah, and we still do. Um, this is definitely a family uh, friendly event. We're working with an, um, a company called Kalamata's Kitchen. Have you heard of them? No. Um, they're, they're blowing up right now. So it's my friend Derek Wallace and his partner, Sarah Thomas. She's actually a sommelier at La Bernadette. Mm-hmm. That have, sounds like a terrible job. <laughs> um, and, and they've developed this whole um, kid education food organization that mm-hmm. uh, they come down and they do an installation. Um, so kids who come to our festival can get like a passport and go around and taste foods from each of the food vendors. That's cool. Um, so yeah, so there's a lot to do with the kids as well as uh, with the adults. No beer for kids. No. No. <laughs> All right. But they can play with the grains, right? Like yeah, get their exactly. hands yeah, in the grains. And, 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 and hay and all right. Like what are we pouring next? Wait a minute. I want to, I want, first of all, we never really discussed this in the way that this Have is, you come around yet? It's such a pucker. No, no, it's too sour for me. Too this sour. I like. This is delicious. I knew you would. So, so this what? is from uh, one of the preeminent hazy IPA brewers in the U.S. today. It's called Other Half Brewing Company out of Brooklyn, New York. This beer specifically is mm. Triple Citra Daydream. It clocks in at 10.5%, which you wouldn't know from drinking it. They brew it with lactose and oats, and that's why it has that kind of silky, rich texture. Not too bitter, not too earthy. No, there's no, like, you know, sometimes there's IPAs no have that, like, they suck, like, your mouth dry yeah. afterwards. This yeah, doesn't have that at all. It's not dry. It's trying to be sweet, in when fact. When was the last time you had a beer? Okay, I'm in the food industry. Yeah, the yeah. last people time put, I was on. Right, I was like, people pour me beer all the time. Just because yeah. I don't order a beer doesn't mean that I don't have a palate for it. I thought you went through a phase where you were no. drinking beer. No, did you just no, tell that's me, that? me. That's me. No, no, no. I've been going oh, no, through yeah. a 70-year phase of drinking beer. No. I mean, it's not that I don't, I just don't order it, but if you pour it for me, I will drink it. Yeah, totally. That's all. Do you know what I mean? And I get that it. That doesn't sound right either, Nick. Oh, but okay. I should say too, so for people who don't love beer, at Snally Gaster, we have wine as well. Um, Don't we you do have a rosé? A couple. We do rosé, but we're, we've we brought it now. Rosé is for me. Be, that's why. Yeah, we'll have that. And 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 this year too, you know, Nick Farrell, who's our spirits director uh-huh. for NRG, he um, is opening a bar with us at the Roost called Show of Hands, which is going to concentrate on low ABV cocktails. He's going to have his own tent, so we're going to be pouring some low ABV Rickies and spritzes at Snally Gaster too. Okay. okay. We can talk about that. So speaking at the end of, of the things show. with alcohol in them, uh, Scott Harris is in with us. Catoctin Creek Distillery. Yep. After uh, five times being on the show, you've said it right this time. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I usually say Fakakta. Right. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we said that at the beginning of the and show. And he's in with Evan uh, Evan Moore from Wolfgang Puck's Cut, and you guys have collaborated on something very special. So I'm going to let you talk about it. Yeah. Sure. So uh, we we um, have a uh, private label whiskey for Cut Restaurant in. Uh, Georgetown, um, which is um, our standard sort of rye whiskey, then aged in a very special way in a uh, California Cabernet, or sorry, California Zinfandel barrel, mm-hmm. um, which gives a really neat ruby color to it and some really wonderful kind of grapey notes. Well, why don't you tell the story of how this all happened? Because it's right. pretty cool that, you know, it's like getting, you know, I mean, to record with Paul of, McCartney. A lot of collaborations? Is yeah. something so, that you do? So we have, um, for some time now, had a, bri- a private barrel what we call our barrel select program, where we have some different barrels that have been aged in different ways. Uh, Becky likes to play with some of that stuff and research it a little bit. 
And um, and so we basically got invited to a meeting down at the... I think you should the, say who Becky is. Becky, You're just my wife. Becky, everybody. his wife, who's the chief distiller, the yes. head distiller, distiller, who got bitten by a dog and was in the hospital like yours, truly. And she's recovered fully. She's so. standing here. But she barked at me this morning, so I don't know. <laughs> yeah, Becky's the president of our company, so she's the boss lady, too. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, she's the one that does all this cool experimenting and, and whatnot. And um, and so we got invited to a meeting um, through our distributor, Prestige LeDroit. And the guys uh, said that uh, that the puck restaurants were interested in a private barrel selection. So we brought some samples in, did some uh, sampling and tasting. And long story short, they said, we'll send some of these to corporate, which was um, an address in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. And we did. And then they um, called us back in for uh, they really liked one of them. And we got to meet Alec Rez- Alex Resnick, who's like we the, love. one of yeah. the head we guys. Love Alex. Yeah. He's amazing. And um, and then, you know, we got the the bottle and now it's actually a private label they did all the artwork for the labels and everything and it's our juice in the bottle and we sold the first barrel of it to uh the cut restaurant in dc so evan Evan how do you factor into this so uh me and scott tasted actually the source i don't know when maybe november ish maybe a year ago yeah are you Uh, still in recovery still in recovery (laughs) full, full recovery um, we just found what we, we, we really liked. Um, Alex was actually there tasting with us and we kind of, Alex is everywhere. Alex, That's why. Alex is a machine. He's a he's, machine. He's all over the place. Everywhere you look, he's mm-hmm. there. Um, we, we tasted, uh, five or six different barrels. We, we kind of knew what we liked immediately. Um, and then sent it to Wolfgang who, uh, loved it as well. And, and here we are. But why do, so cut is a national brand. Um, why do local partnerships? Is that something that you're doing at other cuts? Like what made you guys think we should do local partnerships at DC? We're definitely doing it in other locations. Um, I grew up in central Virginia, so I'm very close to the community. Mm-hmm. And um, this is just something, uh, our restaurant at Cut, we want to be very neighborhoody. How come you don't talk like this? Okay, stop. Well, <laughs> Uh, my mother does, but um, <laughs> my but God, no. throw your mother under the bus. No, no, she's, she's great. Oh, good, yeah, you change your Amazing. last name. Uh, I am, I am where I am because because of her. Obviously. <laughs> good um, save. Like she drinks a lot of this stuff. Too. She heavily. <laughs> no, no, no she, she's great. But um, no, we just really want to support the local community. We're all about, you know, we want to be a neighborhood restaurant. We want to support what is really great in the city and bring it through through our menu. And how did you, so like you brought me to cocktail today, but how are you using Scott and Becky's products? So this is, um, we call this the Capital Negroni. So this is the 100th year anniversary of the Negroni, if anybody didn't uh, know that. So this is all locally made stuff produced. Um, so the the Catoctin Creek Rye, and then the Capitoline um, Rosé and Tiber Aperitivos in this. So it's all locally made, delicious cocktail and um, it, it's one of our biggest sellers on the menu. That's amazing. Scott, when you first got to collaborate, how did you decide what you really wanted to showcase to them? Well, so we always, whenever we bring samples in for the Sparrow program, uh, we bring in a variety of samples. So it's kind of like that old Sesame Street. One of these things is not like the other. And uh, we put <laughs> together, um, uh, you know, ones that we think probably would be the most interesting. But there were a bunch of them in there. And, uh, and then let the customer choose because everybody's got different palettes and sometimes we're surprised by what they choose. But in this case, they chose um, something that was just, you know, really, really neat. It was, we have just a few of these Infidel barrels that we obtained 
Where and, are they? Um, are they from California? From Ravenswood. Oh, from Ravenswood. No. Yeah. Is and, that a partnership that you have? Or yeah, you just... it, it is. It, um, you know, if you recall uh, a couple of years ago, you know, we got a minority investment from Constellation and Constellation owns Ravenswood. And so mm-hmm. at the time I said, well, hey, I should like to get my hands on some of those barrels. And they said, right. let's talk to whoever and let's see if we can make that happen. So now when you use one of their barrels, um, I mean, obviously you want the wine to come through on it, yep. but do you then char it No, afterwards? so that, you've got it exactly backwards. So basically okay. we start with the charred barrel. So okay. that's our normal sort of whiskey process. And that's where you're getting the majority of kind of that wood note into the whiskey. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you're sort of polishing it with the Ravenswood barrel. So oh, it's it. a little bit of color, a little bit of that fruity note. But it's not. It's it's at the end. So that's what you've poured here. That's right. right. That's so for this. people who are used to Kentucky Creek Rye, <laughs> how would you like? How would you say it differs? I would say. I mean, it still has this real smooth drinkability. Mm-hmm. It's ninety-two proof, so it's pretty high in alcohol. It but tastes it's sweeter. It's sweeter. Mm-hmm. So you're getting maybe a little sweetness from the wine. Definitely the color. It's almost ruby yeah, in it's color. Mm-hmm. And the um and then those grapey notes. And and what's interesting, Becky would tell you that. It takes a long time. You know, we've done other barrels like Cabernet and local wine and things like that, and and almost instantly you get a nice effect from the wine. But in this case, the Ravenswood just didn't show up, didn't show up, didn't show up, and I think it was in there almost a year, and then finally it's like blossomed, and there that flavor came. And and we have to be really on our game because we have to sample it and taste it. When that comes, it's time to bottle. It's time to preserve that. Right, and you're get like, that. let's do it. Let's, let's get make it. it happen. Yep. Yeah, I think this is really completely in sync with what you know. Puck is a you know is a, is a global star. But when he's in his one of his restaurants, he visits every table. Yep. He stops and schmoozes with everybody, as does Alex. And this is, you know, sort of that hospitable local connection that I think is perfect for the restaurant. Yeah, and, we've and by been... the way, I, I had, you know, I had the uh, the axe. Oh yes, the, I mean the tomahawk. The, the tomahawk. tomahawk. I mean, my fabulous. God, yeah. it was that's awesome. a life changing steak. Yeah, I mean that restaurant is crazy. Actually, I thought the best thing was the fried rice. That fried, yeah, fried rice, rice is, is good, too. That's pretty good. Served yeah. in the omelet. It's yeah. beautiful. Presentation's awesome. And so, Evan, we haven't said really what you're doing at Wolfgang Puck. So let's talk a little bit about your role there. Sure. So I'm the uh, restaurant bar director. So mm-hmm. I handle all pretty much the food and beverage for the property. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a lot of different outlets with, within us, not just the restaurant. Um, we have private dining uh, on a subterranean level. It's a 14-seat room. Beautiful um, as well as the rooftop where we have 90 seats and we do all the food and beverage. Yeah, but is that open to the public? It is. Oh. It used to be a private club, but now yeah. it went in the, under the old hotel owner. So it's open up? Yeah, and yeah, in the Capella, Capella days, it was just uh, the hotel guests, but now uh, under Rosewood, we've, we've uh, opened it up. Cool. Cool. Well, yeah. that's great. Yeah, well, it's I a beautiful I, spot. Thank you both for coming in. So when people come in... And they want to try this collaboration. What's the best way to ask for it? Oh, ask for me, and I will sell you on it in a second. <laughs> okay, great. Um, no, we have so many uh, different options on our cocktail menu. It's, it's there listed. It's the first thing. Um, if, you, if you don't want it a cocktail, we have it a- any way you'd like it. Excellent. All right, tell everybody where they can find uh, Catoctin Creek and where they can find Cut. We're on the web, CatoctinCreek.com, uh, on all the social medias. If you can't spell it, Google will get you there. Excellent. And Cut? And then cut. We're at uh, 1050 31st Street. Um, you, you've got to kind of cut cut off through K Street to get to us. There's some of, construction going yeah. on, yes. but it's mm-hmm. almost Heavily. over. Um, they're restoring the hor- historic bridge. So yes. find us, and uh, and I'll be there. All Excellent. right, cool. All right, thank you guys. We're well, going to take go a commercial. Yeah, yeah, we're going to take a quick break. This is David and Nikki Nellis with Foodie and the Beast. I got more when we come back. All right, all right. We're back on Foodie and the Beast with David and Nikki Nellis. Uh, before we get back to the show, I just want to thank our sponsors. Uh, the folks at Profish, the best sustainable seafood. 
east or west of the Mississippi. Uh, the Ivy City Smokehouse, where they turn that fish into great food and great platters. Uh, meat crafters and central farm markets. And we have a new sponsor we'll announce next week. Is that our anniversary show? Um, My God, we will have been on 11 years, 11 years. next week. Frightening. Frightening. All right. So Chef Jonathan Collins is the man in the kitchen at Owen's Ordinary in Pike and Rose, which is a great spot up on Rockville Pike. Oh, thank you. About three blocks from our house. Yes. I, we love it. And he has come in and reorged the menu, and he's brought in a bunch of stuff. Let's get a little on you. Where are you from? Yeah. How'd you get here? From St. Mary's County, so Southern Maryland, born and raised. Um, worked in D.C. for the longest portion of my career, I guess you could say. But went to Johnson & Wales University um, for my culinary you know, arts degree and a hospitality degree. And then um, actually worked for uh, Eric Ziebold when he was at City's Inn. That ain't Who? bad. Who? <laughs> Never heard of him. Yeah, yeah right? Um, so I worked with him at uh, City's Inn for a while, um, and then was at Plume at the Jefferson uh, sure. for a little bit with Ralph Schlegel. So lots of really so crappy restaurants. Pretty no, no, much. no, but not just that, but like fine, but so really fine dining yeah, restaurants. Yeah, so actually my background that's pretty much more fine dining. Um, I was at um, Rebel in New York City, Ralph mm-hmm. Bowery. They were Michelin one stars. But you well. like the casual stuff, don't right. you? Right. Well, you know, for me. I think that, you know, when when I want to go out and eat, you know, I don't want to have to go out and, you know, dress up and, you know, necessarily get all, you know. My man. So. His language. That's why I like Owens Ordinary so much. Yeah, sure. so, you know, the good thing about Owens is you can come in and if you want to have a nice entree or, you know, just a nice, you know, dinner, you can come in and do that. If you want to bring the kids in and have a nice, you know, family meal, you can do well, that. Well, the great thing about, <clears throat> pardon me, Owens Ordinary is I pick is there too. And it's yeah. a great meal before the movies. It's great after the yeah. movies. It's, but so let's back up a little bit. So yeah. you're, you're doing these I'm fine dining bite. concepts. Mm-hmm. And now you're at Owens, which, so I don't, when you say it's more casual, that I don't want people to think that it's like, like, it's not fast casual. It's no, an no, actual, no. like, yeah, restaurant, but with an amazing casual, beer sure. program. Um, no surprise, since Greg is in studio. But it's got this fabulous outdoor area. We had to say that because you're here, you know. Um, it's got this outdoor area, yep. so sort of beer garden beer garden. Yep. And then you have the windows open mm-hmm. into the restaurant, so people can sit outside oh, yeah, it's, the it's, bar. It's a really good feel. I mean, honestly, right. just like... You know, you can come in. It's a very relaxed feel, which is nice. You don't feel mm-hmm. like, you know, everyone's like, you know, over your shoulder when you're trying to eat and, you know, have your conversations, which is great. Um, we had our daughter's birthday party there back did. in the yeah. private dining room. We did her 16th birthday party, surprise birthday party. Mm-hmm. And that's another thing, too. You know, we can also accommodate, you know, larger groups, you know, um, because yeah, of the space, space that we have. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. so how did you play with the menu to sort of accommodate the because you have one of those beer things that you guys have there? The thing, the beautiful um, dispensers of the beer. What are they called? Taps? Taps? No, 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 but they're specific taps. She's a they're real like beer drinker. Punk, what are those? It's like I mean, steampunky looking. Uh, yeah, it's a st- yeah. The, the design style is steampunk. Because they're all okay. in one area, Yeah, right? they're yeah. really gorgeous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, so how did you play with the menu to sort of accommodate the feel of Owen's? Yeah, absolutely. Night? So, I mean, for me, I didn't want to reinvent the wheel by any means, but... Mm-hmm. Um, seasonality and just supporting local, you know, is always something I think we should do as chefs, you know, just ethically, right? Um, right. So, you know, changing, you know, when I can for seasonality, but also doing some stuff that's a little bit outside of the box, but not too far outside of the box. So right now we're for doing... For example, like what does that We're mean? doing an angelote right now. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, a nice angelote with a Parmesan pastry cream um, filling, and it has a um, really nice just like white wine sauce with it that's going to be a little bit cream. And then we also do some hatched chilies in there and then mm. fresh chickpeas. Yum. So, you know, something, you know, where pasta is kind of familiar, but also trying to, you know, get outside of the box on some of the ingredients, I guess you could say. Let's talk about what you brought in today. Yeah, absolutely. So, so you're getting into you the fried in chicken today. rage, Beautiful. right? Chicken sandwich. So this fried chicken sandwich, we uh, brine for 16 hours mm-hmm. and a sweet tea brine. 
and um, you know it's deep fried with our um, chicken spice flour. Um, it's good. It's mm-hmm. one of my favorites, honestly. Yeah, truthfully, it's a. Uh, it's I'll put it up against all of them, and then toss in buffalo sauce, which might be coming soon. Mm-hmm. Is even better. So, cool. And then yeah. this. So um, this is going to be our new soup that we're going to be putting on this week. It's going to be a um, corn chowder, um, mm-hmm. sweet white corn chowder. So I grew up in Southern Maryland, corn farms all over. You know, sure. Mennonites, Amish there. So grew up going to the um, Amish market every Saturday. But was able to get some really nice sweet white corn. And then on top of the um, chowder, it's um, actually just a little bit of a barbecue crumble. So we make like a barbecue spice. Fun. And um, from all the hot sauces that we have here, I take all of the pulp after we like strain it and we dehydrate it. And we use that and actually mix it in with some salt, some sugar, a little bit of, um, you know, a little bit of pepper. Do I sense the Eric Zebold uh, effect well, here? Yeah, a little bit. But <laughs> let's talk about the hot sauce. Yeah. First of all, the packaging is fabulous. Oh, thank you. Um, but why make your own hot sauce? Well, I mean, for us, it's, you know, one, to utilize, you know, you know, product if we can, but mm-hmm. also to to have a little bit, you know, different flavor, you know, base for, you know, people that want to have something a little bit spicier rather than just the regular like buffalo or, you know, um, you know, barbecue. But this one, is, you said this one is hot. Yes. Like yes. super hot. So we have people that come hot. in that really, they, they want that. Yeah. So, and, you know, the so do you just advise like a drop? Yeah. Like it's in a dropper. Yeah. It's, it's ghost chili. Yeah. It's, it's pretty hot. It's hot. Yeah. But you have another one that is yeah. not as hot. Yeah. So this other one is just a habanero. It's a habanero passion fruit. So mm-hmm. it's a little bit sweeter, but. It still it, has a little bit of that heat. It definitely gets the heat there for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what would you say for people who have never been? To Owen's Ordinary, like how to come in and experience. Like if yeah. I'm coming in for my very first time, Absolutely. how are um, you taking care of me? Yeah, no, I mean, honestly, I think when you come in, like, you know, definitely try our staples. Like our burgers are to die for. You know, I really, really okay. enjoy Gauntlet them. Throne there, David. See, he's like, you haven't talked about my burger. <laughs> I'll be in. I mean, come on in. Really? All right. Another stuff. But, right. you know, it's one of the things we try to create a culture there with all of our staff just to be very welcoming, you know, and just, mm-hmm. you know, really approach hospitality the way I think, you know, we, sh- you know, it should be. Our, you know, our general manager, Brian, and myself, we really just want to harbor that you know, just that, you know, good, you know, neighborhood, you know, spot feel. The outside seating area is really nice. Will that be heated in the winter? We do. Or no? Yeah, we do. Yeah, right. We have torches out there, it's you know, really the beautiful. big, um, nice little warmers out there. Yeah, so. yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, I think what's really interesting is we didn't get into the Pike and Rose sort of feel there. Yes. But it's, so for those who don't know, Pike and Rose is out in Rockville. Mm-hmm. Do they consider that Rockville? Now it's North, North Bethesda. Bethesda. They call it North Bethesda because it's they don't Rockville. want to call it Rockville, yeah, but, but it's you, Rockville. You, it's on Rockville. Pike. If you remember yeah. that old strip center that had Toys R Us in it, yeah. it's gone. And I mean, there's a town center there that down. is and glorious. I hate calling it a town center because it, that it sounds, is. I know, but it they, it's so thoughtfully done. I mean, great it's retail, great food. But yes. it's aesthetically Hotels. Beautiful. Like city, well, yeah. But the landscaping and the park areas mm-hmm. and the living areas. Like, they have a beach there. Yes. Yeah, which is cool. Yeah, Everything yeah. they've done there is just so community driven and yeah. really makes people want to come in and hang out. Yep. And I, I really appreciate it. I mean, it. it's not that we're not trying to lure federal realty into sponsoring <laughs> this show or anything. We're actually not at the moment, but we would like it. But someday. if you're listening. Uh, anyway, so you tell us to order your staples, your burger. Yeah. And uh, since there is a beer program there, how do you and Greg work together? Um, you know, so Are you like, I don't want to work with that guy. Is he impossible? <laughs> no, no, no. Greg's great. Um, <laughs> No, I mean, so like oh, we were just talking about, so we just actually did a, so, you know, fermentation is something I've been really interested in. Um, so like with the hot sauces, um, but also pickling with sours, you know, sour beers. So mm-hmm. we just did a, um, you know, pickled and fermented mustard seed with one of our sour beers that we had. So, you know, cool. trying to work and utilize, you know, some stuff, but, you know, not 
not doing stuff, like I said, too too far outside. No sour beers chef-y. for David. All right. Tell everybody where they can find Owen's Ordinary because we got to get yeah, back absolutely. to Yeah, absolutely. We're at um, Pike and Rose. It's uh, 11820 Trade Street, North Bethesda. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, come <laughs> find us there. We're right um, across from the Chipotle and next to the um, Kushi Sushi. Right, Kushi Sushi. Yeah, a, I feel like that is the worst today. name ever. They could have named it Tushi Sushi. Right, that's what they, they, they should do. Yeah, but they didn't. So, all right, Greg. Before so let, we would get too far into it, just really quickly, how do I get tickets to Snallygaster ahead so of time? So if you go to SnallygasterDC.com, mm-hmm. um, they will redirect you to where you can find tickets. And it is $50, unlimited tastes, 400 different beers, October 12th, 2 p.m. Okay, I'm just going to break in for a second. And if you go to the website, thelistareyouwanted.com, and buy tickets through that way and do promo code the list, I think it's the list, right? The list, um, you get entered in to win a $250 gift card to neighborhood restaurant group restaurants, including Owen's Ordinary. So my advice is, is to buy tickets that way so you get entered in to win that $250 gift card. Greg, just for the real beer geeks, let's, because we have like a minute. Mm hmm. What are you like? This is if you're a beer geek, like you're like I love beers. I know all about beer. You're talking to a beer geek. He, not you, him. But like, who? What beers would you be like? Here's yeah, where you're brewers, trying. Yeah, totally. So, this year we were able to get um, some new American brewers that have never mm-hmm. sent us beer before. One is called Degard Brewing from Tillamook, um, Oregon. Uh, another is Sante Darius from Northern California. So those are two breweries that people are going to be going crazy for. Mm-hmm. We, of course, have Hill Farmstead back. They're the cult brewery from the Northeast Kingdom in Vermont. We have Monkish coming to us from Torrance outside of Los Angeles. Um, those are ones that I think that are going to get people extremely excited. Excellent. And, and all you I've have to do... I've heard of the guard. Have you? Great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome. All you have to do is buy a ticket and it's yeah, all for and you. Come in and, and we'll take care but of the rest. But you do have to purchase food. I just want to yeah, be clear so, with yeah, everybody, so just right? Just beer and wine and, and and cocktails for the $50. But yes, we will have food, merch uh, available additionally um, all day long. It's an amazing festival, family friendly, and great for people who love beer a lot or even just a little. It's just a great day. All right. Got to wrap. That's I can't believe the show's over. But know, uh, everything you guys heard about on the show today. You'll find info about on Nikki's website, thelistareyouonit.com, spelled mm-hmm. the way it sounds. Follow mm-hmm. her on Instagram, Twitter, WTOP. And did I do, how'd I do, Mom? You did all right. Okay. You did just fine. Good. Um, and so we want to thank all of our guests for joining us in studio today. Um, obviously, you can see everything on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Nikki Nellis, N-Y-C-C-I-N-E-L-L-I-S. Tomorrow, we will not be doing our industry night show because it is a Jewish holiday, but you know you can always check out all You're of Jewish? our shows. We can check out all of our shows on industry night at federalnewsradio.org. And please join us next week. We have such an amazing show. Spike Mendelson is back in studio talking about his new plant burger concept. And John Melfi, who uh, is with Ashok Bajaj. It's like the Ashok Bajaj show with no special guest stars. Uh, He just opened Modena and the food is fabulous. And it was just reviewed today. So thank you for joining us on Foodie and the Beast. We'll see you next week.